Okay, so Jesus was on his way to be crucified, and they brought him to the place called Golgotha, or Calvary. You guys have probably heard the word Calvary before. No. Um, those are those words are in two different languages, but they mean the same thing, um, and it means the place of the skull. It was a hill outside Jerusalem. Why do you think they called it the place of the skull? Well, I guess that's possible, but I think more likely it's because they crucified people there, and so it was a place of death. Right? They killed people there. They put people to death. So they brought Jesus there, and they crucified him between two people. The other two people who were crucified. I know with who him. it is. Who? Is it girl and a boy? No, they're both boys. Oh, um, that will rob us. Yeah. And. They put Jesus in the middle. One of the, one of the thieves on his right and one on his left. And on Jesus' cross above his head, Pilate put a sign that said, Jesus Nazarenus Rex Iudaius. It said that in Latin and in Greek and in Hebrew. That means Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now, some churches, you maybe have seen this before. Some churches will have, maybe you haven't, because ours doesn't have this, and Messiah Eau Claire doesn't have this, and you haven't been to a lot of other churches, but at least I don't think Messiah Eau Claire does. I think Messiah Eau Claire's altar says I-H-A-S-S on its altar, which when I was a kid, I figured meant in his service. I just made that up in my mind when I was a kid. But it actually is the first three Greek letters of the name Jesus, Jesus. But if some altars will say I-N-R-I, or they might have a cross that will say I-N-R-I. Those are the initials of that phrase I just mentioned. Jesus Nazarenus Rex Eudaius, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now the reason that Pilate wrote that up there is that they would put the crimes for which the person was being crucified on a sign above their head when they were crucified because crucifixion was a matter of public shaming. So what did they not only wanted crime? well, they not only wanted people to suffer, they wanted them to be shamed in front of everyone in order to try to tell everyone don't do what this guy did, okay? So the guys next to him on the, above their heads probably said thief. Right? Yeah. Pilate knew that Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. What's he going to write above his head? Well, the claim that the Jews were making was that this guy made himself king. So that's what he wrote up there. So when they came to Pilate, they said, don't write that. Write, he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate said, what I have written, I have written. One of the strong themes throughout the account of Jesus' crucifixion is that, of course, this was Jesus being a king. He had the crown of thorns and the purple robe that they put on him to mock him. But it was by his suffering that he was being a king. He had that thing written above his head. They accused him of being an earthly king. He wasn't an earthly king, but the reason he was going to the cross was because he was the heavenly king who had come to save his people, a king of salvation, right? Yeah, that is exciting. It's true. Well, when he was crucified there, at first, everyone was making fun of him. The soldiers who crucified him were making fun of him, as they had been earlier. 
And the Jews who were standing around, the pilot wasn't there. He tried to pretend like it wasn't his fault. Because he, he didn't want to get in trouble with the crowd, but he also felt like, oh, this is bad. I should have crucified this guy because he was innocent. So this is what he did. I didn't mention this before. When he finally let the Jews take him, he said, um, you guys take him and do whatever you want with him. This isn't my fault. And he did this whole dramatic thing where he had somebody bring out a, a basin of water and he washed his hands and he said, I wash my hands of this man. His, you know, he, you know his, this is on you guys. And then they said, his blood be upon us and upon our children, which would be true when Jerusalem was destroyed. They were calling down God's curse upon them for what they were about to do. That's what they said. And that's what happened. Not to all of them, though. Some of the people there repented and believed. Yeah. And anyone who believed Jesus' word did, did not. No, no Christians died when Jerusalem was destroyed. I don't know if Pilate ever repented. Pilate, we're never told that he repented. But he did. He knew he shouldn't have done it. And he did it anyway. And that's a very dangerous thing to do. It's not impossible. But we're, we certainly have no reason to think that, that he ever believed. Anyway. So... The Jews who were standing around were making fun of Jesus. And they were saying things like, if you're the son of God, come down. Well, that's just like what the devil said to Jesus in the wilderness. Yep. The devil said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Could Jesus have turned the stones into bread? Yep. Yeah, but he was there to hunger and be tempted and suffer like us. Could Jesus have come down from the cross? Yes. Yeah. The reason he didn't was because he was the son of God. He didn't need to prove it. The devil was saying to Jesus, prove you're the son of God by turning these stones into bread. Make God prove that he cares about you by jumping off the pinnacle of the temple and making him catch you. And now they're saying, if you're the son of God, if God really cares about you, they said, they said let God deliver him since he delights in him. That, that was what God said at Jesus' baptism. You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. They're saying, oh yeah, Jesus, if you think God's so happy with you, why is he letting you be crucified? But... This is exactly why God was so pleased with his son. This is what he sent him to do. There's a verse from Philippians that said that he became obedient to the point of death, even unto the death of the cross. And therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name. So this is exactly what God sent him for. This is why he wouldn't come down, because he was the son of God. Well, the thieves next to him were also making fun of him, right? At Why? first, well, because they were wicked, and probably because it seemed like a fun thing to do. You know, like we like to sometimes in our in our sinfulness, we like to make fun of other people for things that we're guilty of too, because it makes us feel better about our own sinfulness. We like to point at other people's sins. We like to make fun of this or that. Anyway, so they're doing that at the beginning, both of them. But later on, one of the thieves. Uh-huh rebukes the other one. I know. And he says, he said to him, you know, what's happening to us, we deserve it. This is the just punishment for our crimes. But this man has done nothing wrong. And what brought this man to realize that must have been all the things that he saw that happened during that day. Like, we'll talk about more of them next time, but the things he heard Jesus say, and for instance, how when Jesus was crucified... The sky turned black for three hours. Yep. The sun didn't shine. We don't know exactly how God made this happen. 
Did he send super thick clouds? Did he send an unnatural eclipse of the sun? There's a line from a, a, a hymn about this. It says, Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut its glories in when, when Christ, the mighty maker, died for man, the creature's sin. God was showing by that sign that, that this was his son in the hour of darkness who was bearing the sin of the world. So anyway, that thief, he said, this man has done nothing wrong. And then he turned to Jesus and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He recognized, yeah, this guy suffering and dying on the cross next to me, gasping for breath, who appears to be weak and helpless and nothing. He realized by faith through Jesus' word, this is the son of God. This is the king. And he's going to come into his kingdom. And he's the only one who can save me. And so Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Meaning when we die, you and I both die here today, you're gonna, your sins are going to be forgiven and you're going to go to heaven. And that, that, we call him the thief on the cross a lot of times. We don't know his name. We don't know anything about him other than that at first he was making fun of Jesus and then he repented and he believed and he went to heaven. That man didn't do anything to earn eternal life. He didn't even have any time. He lived a life of crime and sin and he blasphemed the son of God on the cross and then he went to heaven only because of Jesus. There is a pastor I saw once who was talking about this guy and uh, he was doing a good job of illustrating how it shows the gospel. He, he, he pictured this. He said, imagine that this man, he, he dies and then he's trying to get into heaven. And he said he meets Peter at the gate. Some people, this isn't really true, but some people think that like the apostle Peter is standing at the gates to heaven. And he's the one who has like his kind of list of who gets into heaven, etc. And uh, he said, imagine Peter says to this guy, why should I let you into heaven? And he says to him, have you, and Peter says to him, like, have you, have you got any good works? And he says, no. And he said, do you know all the right doctrines? No, this guy didn't even have any time to learn everything in the, in the Bible or even most of the things. Have you ever been baptized? Probably not. He didn't have any time. Have you ever received the Lord's Supper? No. No. And then he said, and then he says, well, why should I let you in? And he said, the man on the middle cross told me I could come. That's it. He gets in because Jesus said so. Because Jesus died for his sins and gave him eternal life. And that's true for everyone who believes in Jesus, right? So. I thought it was a girl and a boy that. No, nah, it's two guys. Class. Two guys. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think women were crucified all that often. I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. What? Well, he probably was going to be crucified, but then remember he said, I'm going to let go one... He, Pilate probably did not... Pilate undoubtedly did not want to release Barabbas. He picked the worst guy he could because he figured that there was no way that they would pick Jesus over Barabbas to be crucified. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure someone told me historically about the thieves, but they thought that probably... Based on the punishment, they were thieves and other things. So they, Could be. So that's what they get caught for or whatever, but it's yeah. possible they also murdered people. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, though, that as far as we know, only one of those guys repented and believed, right? And I think it's interesting that when Luke tells us about it, he says that it's the guy on the right. 
he specifically mentions that it's the guy on Jesus' right who believes. And why that's interesting is because in Matthew 25, not that long ago, yeah, those on his right, he shall say to those on his right hand. And and uh, so I, the point that is apparently being made is like, this is a foretaste of judgment day. Jesus on the cross doesn't look like the glorious king of everything that's going to come at the end of the clouds of heaven, but he is. And this is how he's going to judge. This is how he's going to make the difference between those on his right and those on his left. It's not going to be what they did. It's going to be whether they believed in Jesus or not. And so you have that one on the right who believes and the one on the left who apparently does not. <laughs>